Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. The director of the Mercury Theater and star of these broadcasts, Orson Welles. We know now that in the early years of the 20th century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man, yet as mortal as his own. We know now that as human beings busied themselves about their various concerns, they were scrutinized and studied perhaps almost as narrowly as a man with a microscope might scrutinize the transient creatures that swarm and multiply in a drop of water. With infinite complacence, people went to and fro of the earth about their little affairs, serene in the assurance of their dominion over this small, spinning fragment of solar driftwood, which by chance or design, man has inherited out of the dark mystery of time and space. Yet across an immense ethereal gulf, minds that are to our minds as ours as the beasts in the jungle, intellect, vast, cool, and unsympathetic, regarded this earth with envious eyes and slowly and surely drew their plans against us. In the 39th year of the 20th century came the great disillusionment. Near the end of October, business was better. The war scale was over. More men were back at work. Sales were picking up. On this particular evening, October 30th, the Crosley Service estimated that 32 million people were listening in on radio. 24 hours, not much change in temperature. A slight atmospheric disturbance of undetermined origin is reported over Nova Scotia, causing a low pressure area to move down rather rapidly over the northeastern states bringing a forecast of rain accompanied by winds of light gale force. Maximum temperature 66, minimum 48. This weather report comes to you from the Government Weather Bureau. We take you now to the Meridian Room in the Hotel Park Plaza in downtown New York, where you will be entertained by the music of Raymond Rochello and his orchestra. <laughs> From the Meridian Room in the Park Plaza Hotel in New York City, we bring you the music of Raymond Rotello and his orchestra. The Duchess of Spanish, Raymond Rotello leads off with La Capacita.
Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. At 20 minutes before 8 Central Time, Professor Farrell of the Mount Jennings Observatory, Chicago, Illinois, reports observing several explosions of incandescent gas occurring at regular intervals on the planet Mars. The spectroscope indicates the gas to be hydrogen and moving toward the Earth with enormous velocity. Professor Pearson of the observatory at Princeton confirms Farrell's observations and describes the phenomenon as, quote, like a jet of blue flame shot from a gun, unquote. We now return you to the music of Ramon Raquello, playing for you in the Meridian Room of the Park Plaza Hotel, situated in downtown New York. Mars? 
say the chances against it are a thousand to one. And yet, how do you account for these gas eruptions occurring on the surface of the planet at regular intervals? Well, I cannot account for it. So by the way, sir, for the benefit of our listeners, how far is Mars from the Earth? Approximately 40 million miles. <laughs> well, that seems a safe enough distance. Uh, just a moment, ladies and gentlemen, someone has just handed Professor Pearson a message. While he reads it, let me remind you that we, we are speaking to you from the observatory in Princeton, New Jersey, where we are interviewing the world-famous astronomer Professor Pearson. Uh, one moment, please. Professor Pearson has passed me a message which he has just received. Professor, may I read the message to the listening audience? Certainly. Ladies and gentlemen, I shall read you a wire addressed to Professor Pearson from Dr. Gray of the Natural History Museum, New York. Quote, at 9.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, seismograph registered shock of almost earthquake intensity occurring within a radius of 20 miles of tension. Please investigate. Signed, Lloyd Gray, Chief of Astronomical Division. Unquote. Professor Pearson, could this occurrence possibly have something to do with the disturbances observed in the planet Mars? Uh, hardly, Mr. Cook. This is probably a meteorite of unusual size, and its arrival at this particular time is merely a coincidence. However, we shall conduct a search as soon as daylight permits. Thank you, Professor. Ladies and gentlemen, for the past ten minutes, we've been speaking to you from the Observatory of Princeton, bringing you a special interview with Professor Pearson, noted astronomer. This is Carl Phillips speaking. We are returning you now to our New York City. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here is the latest bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. Toronto, Canada. Professor Morris of Macmillan University reports observing a total of three explosions on the planet Mars between the hours of 7.45 p.m. and 9.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This confirms earlier reports received from American observatories. Now nearer home comes a special bulletin from Trenton, New Jersey. It is reported that at 8.50 p.m. a huge flaming object, believed to be a meteorite, fell on a farm in the neighborhood of Grover's Mill, New Jersey, 22 miles from Trenton. The flash in the sky was visible within a radius of several hundred miles, and the noise of the impact was heard as far north as Elizabeth. We have dispatched a special motor unit to the scene, and we'll have our commentator, Carl Phillips, give you a word picture of the scene as soon as he can reach there from Princeton. In the meantime, we take you to the Hotel Martinet in Brooklyn, where Bobby Millet and his orchestra are offering a program of dance music. Yards. The metal on the sheet is 
Well, I've never seen anything like it. The color is sort of yellow-white. The curious spectators now are pressing close to the object in spite of the efforts of the police to keep them back. They're getting in front of my line of figures. Uh, uh, would you mind saying one side, please? While I'm looking at pushing the crowd back, here's Mr. Wilbert, owner of the pond here. He may have some interesting facts to add. Mr. Wilbert, uh, would you please tell the radio audience as much as you remember of this rather unusual visitor that stopped in your backyard? Uh, step closer, please. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. Wilbert. I was listening to the radio. Oh, loudly, please. Pardon me? Uh, loudly, please. Yes. <laughs> I was listening to the radio. The was talking about Mars. So I was half chosen. Half yes, yes, this woman. And uh, then what happened? Well, as I was saying, I was listening to the radio, kind of halfway. Yes, Miss Willis. And then you saw something. Not first off. I heard something. And what did you hear? A uh, hissing sound like this. Uh, kind of like a Fourth of July rocket. Yes, then what? I turned my head out the window and would have sworn I was asleep and dreaming. Yes. I seen a kind of greenish streak and then dingle. Something smacked the ground. Knocked me clear out of my chair. Well, why are you frightened, Mr. Willis? Well, I ain't quite sure. I reckon I was kind of riled. Well, thank you, Mr. Willis. Thank you very much. Yes. Well, no, that's quite all right. That's funny. Ladies and gentlemen, you've just heard Mr. Willis, owner of the farm, where this thing has fallen. I wish I'd convey the atmosphere, the background of this fantastic scene. Hundreds of cars are parked in a field. In fact, there's a police that's trying to rope off the roadway leading into the farm, but it's no use. They're breaking right through. Cars, headlights, thrown in all the spotlight on the pit where the objects have buried. Uh, some of the more daring stories now are... One man wants to touch the thing. He's having an argument with a policeman. Now, the policeman wins. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there's something I haven't mentioned in all this excitement, but it's becoming more distinct. Perhaps you've caught it already on your radio. Listen, please. You hear it? The curious humming sound that seems to come from inside the object. I'll uh, move the microphone nearer. Here. Now, we're not more than 25 feet away. Uh, can you hear it now? Uh, Professor Pearson? Yes, uh, Can you tell us the meaning of that scraping noise inside the train?
We have been unable to establish any contact with our mobile unit at Grover's Mill. But we hope to be able to return you there at the earliest possible moment. In the meantime, we take you to... Just one moment, please. communication with an eyewitness of the tragedy. Professor Pearson has been located at a farmhouse near Grover's Mill, where he has established an emergency observation post. As a scientist, he will give you his explanation of the calamity. The next voice you hear will be that of Professor Pearson, brought to you by Direct Wire. Professor Pearson. Are the creatures in the rocket cylinder at Grover's Mill? I can give you no authoritative information, either as to their nature, their origin, or their purposes here on Earth. Of their destructive instrument, I might venture some conjectural explanation. I shall refer to the mysterious weapon as a heat ray. Also evidence that these creatures have scientific knowledge far in advance of our own. It's my guess that in some way they are able to generate an intense heat in a chamber of practically absolute non-conductivity. This intense heat they project in a parallel beam against any object they choose by means of a polished parabolic mirror of unknown composition, much as the mirror of a lighthouse projects a beam of light. That, that is my conjecture of the origin of the heat ray. Thank you, Professor Pearson. Ladies and gentlemen, here is a bulletin from Trenton. It is a brief statement informing us that the charred body of Carl Phillips has been identified in the Trenton Hospital. Now, here's another bulletin from Washington, D.C. The office of the director of the National Red Cross reports 10 units of Red Cross emergency workers have been assigned to the headquarters of the state militia, stationed outside of Grover's Mill, New Jersey. Here's a bulletin from State Police, Princeton Junction. The fires at Grover's Mill and vicinity are now under control. Scouts report all quiet in the pit, and there is no sign of life appearing from the mouth of the cylinder. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special statement from Mr. Harry McDonald, vice president in charge of operations. We have received a request from the state militia of Trenton to place at their disposal our entire broadcasting facility. In view of the gravity of the situation and believing that radio has a responsibility to serve in the public interest at all times, we are turning over our facilities to the state militia of Trenton. We take you now to the field headquarters of the state militia near Grover's Mill, New Jersey. This is Captain Lansing of the Signal Corps, attached to the state militia, now engaged in military operations in the vicinity of Grover's Mill. Situation arising from the reported presence of certain individuals of unidentified nature is now under complete control. The cylindrical object, which lies in a pit directly below our position, surrounded on all sides by eight battalions of infantry, without heavy field pieces, but adequately armed with rifles and machine guns. The cause ever existed is now entirely unjustified. Things, whatever they are, do not even venture to poke their heads above the pit. I can see their hiding place plainly in the glare of the searchlight here. With all their reported resources, these creatures can scarcely stand up against heavy machine gun fire. Anyway, it's an interesting outing for the troops. I can make out their cotton uniforms, crossing back and forth in front of the light. Looks almost like a real war. There appears to be some slight smoke in the woods bordering the Millstone River, probably fire started by campers. Well, uh, we ought to see some action soon. One of the companies is deploying on the left flank. A quick thrust and it'll all be over. Now, wait a minute, I see something on top of the cylinder. Oh, no, something but a shadow. Now the troops are on the edge of the Wilmot Farm. 7,000 armed men closing in on an old metal tube. A tub, rather. Well, wait, that wasn't a shadow. It's something moving. 
solid metal, kind of a steel-like affair rising up out of the cylinder, going higher and higher. But it's, it's standing on legs, actually rearing up. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a grave announcement to make. Incredible as it may seem, both the observations of science and the evidence of our eyes the strange beings who landed in the Jersey farmlands tonight are the vanguard of an invading army from the planet Mars. The battle which took place tonight at Grover's Mills has ended in one of the most startling defeats ever suffered by an army in modern times. 7,000 men armed with rifles and machine guns pitted against the single fighting machine of the invaders from Mars. 120 known survivors. The rest flew over the battle area from Grover's Mills and Plainsboro, crushed and trampled to death under the metal feet of the monster, or burned to cinders by its heat rays. The monster is now in control of the middle section of New Jersey and has effectively cut the state through its center. Communication lines are down from Pennsylvania to the Atlantic Ocean. Railroad tracks are torn and service from New York to Philadelphia discontinued, except routing some of the trains through Allerton and Phoenixville. Highways to the north, south, and west are clogged with frantic human traffic. Police and army reserves are unable to control the mad flight. By morning, the fugitives will have swarmed Philadelphia, Camden, and Trenton. It is estimated to twice their normal population. throughout New Jersey and eastern Pennsylvania. At this time, we take you to Washington for a special broadcast on the national emergency. The Secretary of the Interior. Citizens of the nation, I shall not try to conceal the gravity of the situation that confronts the country, nor the concern of your government in protecting the lives and property of its people. However, I wish to impress upon you, private citizens and public officials, all of you, the urgent need of calm and resourceful action. Fortunately, this formidable enemy is still confined to a comparatively small area, and we may place our faith in the military forces to keep them there. In the meantime, placing our faith in God, we must continue the performance of our duties, each and every one of us, so that we may construct a nation united, courageous, and consecrated to the preservation of human supremacy on this earth. I thank you. You have just heard the Secretary of the Interior speaking from Washington. Bulletins too numerous to read are piling up in the studio here. We're informed that the central portion of New Jersey is blacked out from radio communication due to the effect of the heat ray upon power lines and electrical equipment. There's a special bullet in New York. Cables have been received from English. French and German scientific bodies offering assistance. Astronomers report continued gas outbursts at regular intervals on the planet Mars. The majority voiced the opinion that the enemy will be reinforced by additional rocket machines. There have been several attempts made to locate Professor Pearson at Princeton, who has observed marching at close range. It is said he was launched in the recent battle. Langham Field, Virginia. Scouting planes report three marching machines visible above treetops, moving north toward Somerville with population fleeing ahead of them. The heat ray is not in use, although advancing at express train speed, invaders pick their way carefully. Whether they stop to approve power lines, bridges, and railroad tracks. Their apparent objective is to crush resistance, paralyze communication, and disorganize human society. Here is a bulletin from Baskin Ridge, New Jersey. Coon hunters have stumbled on a second show in similar to the first, 
embedded in the great swamp 20 miles south of Marstown. Army field pieces are proceeding from Newark to blow up the second invading unit before the cylinder can be opened in the fighting machine rig. They're taking up a position in the foothills of Washington Mountain. Another, another, another bolt from Langham Field, Virginia. Scouting planes report enemy machines now three in number, increasing speed northward, kicking over houses and trees in their evident haste to form a conjunction with their allies south of Marstown. Machines also sighted by telephone operator east of Middlesex within 10 miles of Springfield. Here's a boat from Winston Field, Long Island. A fleet of army bombers carrying heavy explosives flying north in pursuit of enemies. Scouting planes act as guides. They keep the speeding enemy in sight. Just a moment, please, ladies and gentlemen. We've, uh, we've run special wires to the artillery line in the station villages to give you direct reports from the zone of the advancing enemy. First, we take you to the battery of the 22nd Field Artillery, located in the Washington Mountains.
hundred. There they go. Tie it out, Ray. Green flag. Spraying it with flame. Two thousand feet. Engines are giving out. No chance to release bombs. Only one thing left. Drop on the plane at all.
Shield Collie's head is even with his skyscrapers. He waits for the others. They rise like a line of new towers on the city's west side. calendars. 
There's time passed when there are no human hands left to wind the clock. Writing down my daily life, I tell myself I shall preserve human history between the dark covers of this little book that was meant to record the movements of the stars. But to write, I must live, and to live, I must eat. Find moldy bread in the kitchen and an orange not too spoiled to swallow. Keep watch at the window. Time to time, I catch sight of a... Smoke still holds the house in its black coil, but lengthens the hissing sound. And suddenly I see a Martian mounted on his machine, spraying the air with a jet of steam as it dissipates the smoke. I watch in the corner as his huge metal legs nearly brush against the house. Exhausted by terror, I fall asleep. Morning. Morning. Sun streams in the window. Black cloud of gas is lifted in the scorched meadows to the north, look as though a black snowstorm has passed over. I adventure from the house. I make my way to a road on traffic. In a wrecked car, baggage overturned with blackened skeletons. Push on north. For some reason I feel safer trailing these monsters and running away from them. And I keep a careful watch. I've seen the Martian feed. If one of their machines is zero over the top of trees, I'm ready to fling myself flat on the earth. Come to a chestnut tree. October. Chestnut to right. Fill my pockets. Let's keep alive. Two days I wander in a vague northerly direction through a desolate world. Finally, I notice a living creature. A small red squirrel in a beech tree. I stare at him and wonder. He stares back at me. I believe at that moment the animal and I shared the same emotion. The joy of finding another living being. Push on north. I find dead cows in a brackish field and beyond the charred ruins of a dairy, the silo made standing guard over the wasteland like a lighthouse. Deserted by the sea. Stride the silo towards the weathercock, the arrow points north.
Alive birds. Yeah. You get to know that birds have shadows these days. Hey, we're in the open here. Let's crawl in this doorway here and talk. Have you seen any Martians? No. They're going over to New York. Night, the sky is alive with the lights. This is the people who are still living. The daylight can't see them. Five days ago, a couple of them carried something big across the flats from the airport. I think they're learning how to fly. Fly? Yeah, fly. Hmm. Well, it's all over with humanity. Stranger, it's still you and I. Two of us left. They got themselves in solid. They wrecked the greatest country in the world. Those green stars, they're probably falling somewhere every night. They've only lost one machine. There isn't anything to do. We're done. We're wrecked. Where were you? You're in uniform. Yeah, what's left of it? I was in the militia. National Guard. <laughs> That's good. There wasn't any war. Any more than there's war between man and ant. Yes, but we're eatable ants. I found that out. What do they do to us? I set it all out. Right now, we're caught as we wanted. The Martian only has to go a few miles to get a crowd on the run. But they won't keep on doing that. They'll begin catching us systematically, keeping the best and storing us in cages and things. They haven't begun on us yet. Begun? Not begun. All that's happened so far is because we don't have sense enough to keep quiet. Bothering them with guns and such stuff and losing our heads and rushing off in crowds. Ah, instead of our rushing around blind, we got to fix ourselves up. Fix ourselves up according to the way things are now. Cities, nations, civilization, Congress. Yes, but is that so? What is there to live for? Well, there won't be any more conference. If it's amusement you're after, I guess the game's up. What is there left? Life, that's what. I want to live. Yeah, and so do you. We're not going to be exterminated. And I don't mean to be caught either. Tamed and fattened and bred like an ox. What are you going to do? I'm going on. Right under their feet. I got a plan. We men as men are finished. We don't know enough. We got to learn plenty before we got a chance. We got to live and keep free what we learn, see? I've thought it all out, see? I'll tell you the rest. Well, it isn't all of us that are made for wild beasts. That's what it got to be. That's what it got to be. That's why I watched. Watched you. All those little office workers that used to live in these houses, they'd be no good. They haven't any stuff in them. They used to run. Run off to work. I've seen hundreds of them running to catch their commuter's train in the morning. Afraid that you can if they didn't. Running back at night. Afraid they wouldn't be in time for dinner. And on Sundays. Worried about the hereafter. The Martians, they'll be a godsend for those. Nice roomy cages. Good food, careful breeding, no worries. Yeah, after a week or so of chasing around the field on empty stomachs, they'll come and be glad to be caught. You've brought it all out, haven't you? Yeah, you bet I have. That isn't all. These Martians are going to make pets of Train them to do tricks. Who knows? Get sentimental over the pet boy who grew up and had to be killed. Yeah, and some maybe they're trained to hunt us. Possible. Yes, they will. There's men who do it flat. One of them never suggested me, but in the meantime, you and I and others like it. Where are we to live when the Martians own the earth? I got it all figured out. 
to live underground. I've been thinking about the sewers. Under New York, there are miles and miles of them. And then underground storerooms, railway tunnels, subways. You begin to see that. We got a bunch of strong men together. No weak. That rubbish. Out. As you meant me to go. All right. With you, a chance, didn't I? Won't quarrel about that. Go on. Well, we got to make state places for us to stay in, see? Get all the books we can. Science books. That's where men like you come in, see? We raid the museum. We'll even spy on the marsh. May not be so much we have to learn before. Just imagine this. Four or five of their own fighting machines suddenly start off. Heat rays right and left. Not a Martian in them. Not a Martian in them, see? But men. Men who've learned the way how. Maybe even in our time. See? Imagine having one of them lovely things with a heat ray wide and free. We turn it on Martians. We turn it on men. We bring everybody down on their knees. That's your plan. Yeah. You, me, the Marshals. We don't know the world. I see. Hey. Hey, what's the matter? Where are you going? Not to your world. Bye, stranger. Well, after parting with the artilleryman, I came at last to the Holland Tunnel, entered that silent tube. Anxious to know the fate of the great city on the other side of the Hudson. Cautiously, I came out of the tunnel and made my way up Canal Street. Reached 14th Street, and there again was black powder and several bodies and an evil, ominous smell from the gratings of the cellars of some of the houses. I wandered up through the 30s and 40s, stood alone on Times Square. Caught sight of a lean dog running down 7th Avenue with a piece of dark brown meat in his jaws. Pack of starving mongrels at his heels. Made a wide circle around me so he feared I might prove a fresh competitor. Walked up Broadway in the direction of that, that strange powder, that silent shop windows, displaying their mute wares to empty sidewalks. Past the Capitol Theater, silent, dark. Past the shooting gallery where a row of empty guns faced an arrested line of wooden ducks near Columbus Circle. I noticed models of 1939 motor cars in the showrooms facing empty streets. Over the top of the General Motors building, I watched a flock of black birds circling in the sky. I hurried on. Suddenly, I caught sight of the hood of a Martian machine, standing somewhere in Central Park, bleeding in the late afternoon sun. And same idea, I, I rushed recklessly across Columbus Circle and into the park. I, I climbed a small hill above the pond at 60th Street, and from there, I could see standing in a silent row along the mall, 19 of those great metal titans that cowls empty, their steel arms hanging listlessly by their sides. I looked in vain for the monsters that inhabit those machines. Suddenly, my eyes were attracted to the immense flock of black birds that hovered directly below me. They circled to the ground. And there before my eyes, stark and silent, Play the Martians with the hungry birds pecking and tearing brown shreds of flesh in their dead bodies. Later, when their bodies were examined in laboratories, it was found that they were killed by the putrefactive and diseased bacteria against which their systems were unprepared. 
claim, after all, man's defenses have failed. By the humblest thing that God, that wisdom, put upon this earth. Before the cylinder fell, there was a general persuasion that through all the deep of space, no life existed beyond the petty surface of our minute sphere. Now we see further. Dim and wonderful is the vision I've conjured up in my mind of life spreading slowly from this little seedbed of the solar system throughout the inanimate vastnesses of sidereal space. But remote dream, maybe. Maybe that the destruction of the Martians is only a reprieve for them and not to us. The future are dangerous. <laughs> Strange it now seems to sit in my peaceful study, writing down this last chapter of the record. Begun at the deserted farm, the grove is nil. Strange to watch children playing in the street. Strange to see young people strolling on the green where the new spring grass heals the last black scars of the blue dirt. Strange to watch the sightseers. Enter the museum where the dissembled parts of a Martian machine are kept on public view. When I first saw it, bright, clean cut, hard, and silent, under the dawn of that last great day. <laughs> Orson Welles, ladies and gentlemen, out of character to assure you that the War of the Worlds has no further significance than as the holiday offering it was intended to be. The Mercury Theater's own radio version of dressing up in a sheet and jumping out of a bush and saying boo. Starting now, we couldn't soak all your windows and steal all your garden gates by tomorrow night, so we did the best next thing. We annihilated the world before your very ears and utterly destroyed the CBS. You will be relieved, I hope, to learn that we didn't mean it, and that both institutions are still open for business. So goodbye, everybody, and remember, please, for the next day or so, the terrible lesson you learned tonight. That grinning, glowing, globular invader of your living room is an inhabitant of the pumpkin patch, and if your doorbell rings and nobody's there, that was no Martian, it's Halloween. <laughs> System and its affiliated stations, coast to coast, has brought you the War of the World by H.G. Wells, the 17th in its weekly series of dramatic broadcasts featuring Orson Wells and the Mercury Theater on the air. Next week, we present a dramatization of three famous short stories. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. There you have it, folks. This is T.J. Morris, E.T. Radio, and I am Teresa J. Thurmond Morris with our UFO Secret Space Talks for our UAP associates, and we share the UFO Association of our members that have worked diligently to correct anything that you may have heard on this 
Wells Fantasy. Wells Fantasy, October 30th, 1938, for a presentation for the next day, which was October 31st. That's right. That was a holiday special, and that was him talking as a member of a group in New York. And it was broadcast on CBS and Columbia Broadcast System. So with the way that we are now in the world, we're on a lockdown on April 5th, 2020. I thought it would be a good time to present that. Uh, Normally my regular time is 7 p.m. and people will be looking for me to show up today, at least weekly on our radio shows on Sunday because I have Teresa J. Morris Ministries, which access... American Communications Online, which has a department for all those veterans, Allied Command Organization, all the veterans. We started uh, as a way, once we retired, to keep in touch through the American Veterans Association, and I am uh, one, and we have various groups that we meet around the world, and we were going to do this and share how we could get together annually and meet each other, which we did in Ohio County when we started in 2000. Uh, We started the Bluegrass events, and uh, we had uh, at the beginning uh, in Ohio County where Bill Monroe Foundation began, and I was a plank owner there. We had a lot of great music from around the world, and uh, a lot of people show up every year, and we had built our own stage, and we had our equipment to record, and we had Dr. Uh, Mercer come up and uh, work with the Ohio County Association for the county and the state, and uh, I, as far as I know, Dr. Mercer is still around. I I don't know. It's 2020, and during this COVID-19 uh, virus outbreak uh, around the world. I don't know where a lot of people are on the planet. And um, so as God would have it, I like history and how we put it together and how we put folklore together and ace folk life and how we're going to move forward in our entertainment and communications and how we can uh, all do our part. And I have this company, American Broadcast. It's American Communications Online. I have ACIR Radio for American Culture International Relations, our Allied Command Internet Radio, (laughs) both, as we build this, uh, which this 2020 uh, hindsight is better than foresight, has sort of stuck me in arrears on paying the bills, but I uh, don't know how we're going to get all this done, so you can hear me weekly, but hopefully we'll have somebody sponsor us weekly. Uh, starting in May, because April, I don't even know, maybe something out of my government check, because I'm an American and I'm retired from DOD, DON, uh, driving a commercial truck and delivering for U.S. Treasury and Microsoft. And uh, Bill Gates, five years ago, uh, did a story on TED's Talks, TED Talks. And uh, it was very brief, but he did tell us about what was going in the future. So maybe I'm a profit. 
however you want to think about it. I'm here alone. I've only got enough food for one, maybe to last me a month if I don't count milk and eggs because I couldn't even get uh, any eggs here and where I am at in the Mecca of ET land and Gulf Breeze. And I moved down here to help my daughter die. Uh, she had contracted from painting with chemicals, uh, a very terrible type of cancer that can only be acquired, apparently. And uh, now that she's gone, uh, I moved down here after my husband died. So I've lost my spouse, my husband. Then I, I at first in 2011, before the 2012 episode of 12-21-12, when we thought we'd all be able to stick together and come together, and be here as one on the internet and communications and stop all the war, worlds, war of the worlds or world wars on this planet. We thought about 12, 12 we'd all be on the same page, at least talking to each other without both sides being paid for through Wall Street bankers and whomever else up there on the top of the one percenters we call them these days, or those with the most money on the planet. Uh, we used to name people like Rothschild and Rockefeller, but now they name Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos and Warren Buffett. Those types are the top richest people on the planet. But, uh, you know, I don't think that's very accurate because there's so many people in, in the world all over in all the countries that uh, I wonder if we get any correct statistics. So, I'm very much a believer that we should try to do our best to find out what information we can share. And uh, I'm open source Creative Commons uh, as far as how I learned. I did go to college to learn how to run a computer and type. I'm a type jockey, but I sure I'm going to miss that because nowadays everybody just talks into their phones. <laughs> and uh, I was one of those opposed to it, I guess, like an old tradition person. But my Baby boomers are, we probably were supposed to be the most on the planet as retirees. And now we're being called back in to do service and service to others on the planet. So they're going to uh, still give us our checks, but they'd like our participation from 60 to 80 and 80 to 100. We're going to have 100 to 125 and then 125 to 150, I'm told, by AI and uh, where we're moving into the world with artificial intelligence and how we're going to be able to keep our bodies. And I know Grandpa Morris, which was my husband's grandpa, told him I'd keep the ministry going for him. He lived to be almost 109 years old. His skin gave out. But I told him I'd keep up the ascension and this consciousness. And my husband never really, he always believed in God. They were very God-fearing, you know, American, proud to be Americans. And that song by Greenwood, um, Proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. That song just really would touch his soul, mine too, actually, and would bring tears. And I, I like that acapella group, those boys that sing it now. Um, what are they called? Oh, who are they? I can't, something. Oh, I can't remember their name. That's sad. Um, it's like American Born or American Bread. But uh, I'll find them. Anyway, there's not, I love all music and no music because I love my peace. But right now I can hear a plane going overhead. That's the only way I know there's anybody outside my home since I'm on lockdown. 
and I can see the blue sky. My dog's laying here by me. I got enough food for her, me, for months. She didn't like dry food, but, you know, you do what you can with what you got. And I did get her enough uh, wet food for a couple of weeks. But my daughter, I gave her a letter uh, saying that she was going to get my daughter Angela living with me, Angela Dawn Parrish Cook. And she just called me today. She was out with her beau, Dan. He's actually set my age or older than me, but in today's time, they look well together. He's uh, taking her on, and they live uh, down on the corner. Dan, he runs real estate, and she helps him with uh, all of that in hospitality, public relations, and she works uh, down at Days Inn and uh, for the Patels out of India, and they control the uh, Navarre Conference Center. Their family owns that here in America. But uh, I haven't seen anybody. It's been a couple of days. Stephanie Parrish, Stephanie Esther Parrish was my third, but uh, she lives, she used to live just uh, about a mile from here. Now she's about five miles from here. I haven't really tracked it. Maybe not that far. I could probably walk it if I had to, but who knows, you know. Anyway, we keep in touch now by uh, cell phones. Uh, which a lot of people don't like to use, but we seem to have no choice. We're on 5G in this area of the country. And actually, I, don't, I have mixed emotions about 5G, 6G, 7G, but uh, so does everybody because it's an, uh, we're, we're unknowing. We're, we're not sure. We have to take a lot on trust. And uh, just like with that War of the Worlds by Orson Welles. He was just working at a radio company like I am, and he's just telling a story like I am. But this shutdown is due to COVID-19 or so, we're told. Uh, people have to stay in or are asked to stay in. And it's not really martial law or it's not a federal mandate, but President uh, at this time on April 5th, 2020, is President Donald Trump. And he was from New York, and I don't know if he grew up there or not, but it appears that his father had a lot of construction back then. And from what I can see, at least if you take it at just face value, studying documentaries on television, uh, I get what I get from uh, that communication. And uh, I grew up around KNOE, so I learned from the time I was born in Monroe, Louisiana, and uh, Mr. James A. No, I sat on his lap a few times, and he had a family, and I went to his house for Christmas uh, or parties, dress up in pretty party dresses and shoes, and then I'd be on happiness exchange with something Hill, H-I-L-L, I forget his first name, Jack Hill, I think. And then uh, I'd go over in television and do K-N-O-E and k El Dorado, Channel 10, El Dorado, Arkansas, when I was a little girl. So to me, I could see humans, real people on stage going into the cameras, big cameras on wheels with big, thick black wires. We had to walk over and not trip and bundles of them. But today I'm coming to you from a laptop, an HP Hewlett Packard, uh, and I have an Intel processor, and it's coming across direct TV, but not direct, uh, cable, cable TV, and it's on Mediacom because that's all I've got here 
that I can get. There's a monopoly from what I can understand. Big companies can only own certain areas, which I don't understand because I thought in America, you know, AT&T owned all the towers at one time and AT&T was the biggest conglomerate or the biggest company or institute or whatever you want to call it, corporation. And uh, I thought they were told to sell off some groups. I guess they did, but I followed AT&T and even had a little stock in it at one time. I think I sold it at their request because they wanted to get rid of all the people that didn't own much. And, uh, but I never learned to play the stock market, uh, at my level of existence in America, not that it matters now, but hopefully, uh, people can learn there's various levels of life from the top one percenters down. And, you know, the top one percenters are going to have a hard time on this planet because, uh, without us doing the work sooner or later, they're going to run out of stuff. And they may think they can get away with it, but uh, some people think that Bill Gates is a hero and others think he's a villain, but that's life here on the big planet of Earth. I do my part since I've died and come back and been out of body and came back to be a recalled human being as a bionic or a uh, actually a carbon-based unit with others. So uh, those of us that listen to TJMRCT Radio and support it. Sometimes I'll do readings, and that's the people that enjoy me the most, not on this paranormal channel, but on the spirituality channel. So hopefully if we last through all this in April, it's only April 5th today, 2020, and this COVID-19 lockdown, I thought it was appropriate to share that story from back in 1938 because I I'm the director of UAP Associates and UFO Association. Now, I share alien contact organization among alienologists and those that study all the various types of aliens uh, that are outside these contraptions or these UFOs, we call them, or USOs, that we call them unidentified flying objects during my lifetime. USOs, uh, unidentified submersible objects during my lifetime. And prior, back in 38, I don't know if they even had flying saucers, but I know that it came to be a popular uh, subject in 1947. Uh, and Kenneth Arnold out in Washington as a, as a pilot, seeing some about eight or so skipping across in the news at that time, these flying <laughs> these ships he saw, and the way that he said they traveled, he uh, had to be going at least 1,500 miles an hour, which they didn't have. At least we didn't think we had them as biologicals and humanoids on this planet. So he recorded that, and someone said, asking him a question in media or news or reporter. Uh, I'm T.J. Morris reporter, but somebody like myself or representing a newspaper. I don't represent Ohio County more because I've moved to Gulf Breeze, Florida. But uh, ask him, and he said uh, it was, they appeared to be like skipping of a saucer. So it could have been like throwing a rock is the way I've heard it. And I don't have the exact quote from Kenneth Arnold, but you may want to look that up if you're a UFO lore person or into our ACE Folklife Association. But I'm building a community <laughs> on the other side of COVID-19. So uh, April 5th, 2020. 
bother to share the internet or not, but seeing that I'm paying for $40 a spot or so, just to have a couple hours, I thought I'd get the use out of my $20 an hour kind of show. And, you know, if you want to join and help me keep them alive, it's 20 an hour, and I'd appreciate it. Uh, you can send it to TJ Morris Agency at gmail.com on PayPal. And uh, all my friends all have a PayPal in the radio business. And uh, we're also doing free or open source Creative Common YouTubes to let you know we're out there. So this will also go on my YouTube channel. I don't know which one, Teresa J. Morris ACO or TJ Morris ACOET or TJ Morris ET Radio or ACO Radio or ACIR Radio, but I do syndicate through uh, Spreaker and Stitcher and Blog Talk, and uh, they all go out on iTunes, which uh, maybe Apple now. I don't even know anymore because uh, it takes a lot to know what all is going on these days where you're put out there, but uh, I know I can find it on Google Radio or Google something. So you can Google for me to find out how to get it. I don't know what I should name this. TJ Marcy T Radio shares Wells Fantasy of October 30th, 1938. But I think I'm going to change that to, because we know it's TJ Marcy T Radio. Let me see. I'm going to change that. What can we call this, though? I don't know. I've got to have a title. Uh, it won't let me change it. Let's see. Wells Fantasy. Uh, I'm going to put Wells Fantasy and COVID-19. I'm sorry, maybe I should call it War of the TJ Marcy something. I don't know. Let me put, I don't know, folks. You know, I heard him say, ladies and gentlemen, and that sounds real proper, and I'm sure we should do that. And I heard him talk about God. And I heard him talk about the Department of Interior. I didn't hear him mention the president. But, uh, you know, nowadays, if I want to know something, I want the president to tell me himself, because he calls a lot of these stations fake news. And I was uh, wanting to find out what's going on in the world, so I'd turn on the TV and let me get this book. I wrote down, I skimmed through this Mediacom that's outrageously expensive. Like, uh, I'm being told I get the best package, and it's outrageous. People can't afford this, but I had to pay about 170 a month and uh, to get the best package with a home phone, which is 10 Internet would normally be like twenty nine ninety nine, but you can't get on like seventy to get the channels, and I have to pay for things. But most of us that travel in middle class these days, I think I'm lower middle class because I make under thirty thousand. But uh, you know, what I saw, looking to see what the president said, and from different ways or different, who would really be loyal Americans and cover in the United States of America, what we're going through, there was CBS, CNN, Fox, MSNBC. So one, two, three, four were the only four I could flip through. And I've got up to 800 and almost 900 channels and only four here from where I sit in 
Gulf Breeze, the mecca of ET world, uh, between eight military bases, I'm told. And this is where they picked me up, uh, whether I was alive or not. I'm still here, so I must have been. But, you know, we don't believe in miracles anymore. We should, because things happen we can't explain. And the supernatural, there's a evangelist on Sundays, and I understand that President Trump, who won't be listening to me, <laughs> but he will be. Well, he may. Who knows? If I put War of the World and War of the Germs, maybe. <laughs> Let's see. Uh but you know what? Being American and is very important in being made in the USA. But you know we love the entire planet, and uh, we are glo- We're about global war, but global, global war, global, global get well, global wellness. And war uh, war of the words like uh, on TJ let's see global wellness people don't want to know about that do they global wellness war how do you come up with something that might catch people's COVID-19 is what we're talking about. But, you know, I heard different stories already on that. And uh, in the beginning, it was out of Wuhan, China. But they, from what I heard immediately when I found out about it uh, in last month sometime, uh, it had been around for three months and they weren't even having any outbreaks now. They pretty much cleaned it up in the news and with China's, but China got upset because we were calling it the China virus. So as an American, I apologize for that. But we don't know if Bill Gates knew who made the cure or if they were working on the cure or not. All we know is that he uh, told us about this war on germs, global wellness, war on, war on uh, germs, I guess. War on germs, global wellness, war on germs, global. I don't know, folks. I, I'm only human. I I, uh, I never liked being said I had a good imagination, as you can tell. Global wellness, war on germs. I wonder if war on humanoid, war of humanoid, war of humanoid. Humanoids, humanoids, humanoid germs. How's that? I say war of the worlds. That sounds good. War of global. Well, no, that's not going to attract. See, the thing is, I'm not big on trying to use my imagination, as you can tell. War of. World, global, global society, war of world, war of world on global, 
We're global citizens. War of world on global intelligence. (laughs) Global citizens. Citizens. Uh, How do we uh, share Sundays? But, you know, that's... uh, we can do prayer, prayer sending and meditation is receiving. War of world on global citizens. Uh, radio. Uh, ET. What? Radio ET. ET radio. How's that? War of worlds. War of Worlds. My Global Citizens. ET. Future. On Earth. (laughs) Well, I don't know how good this is going to do, but, you know, we we can talk about we can talk about we are all in this together. How to stay motivated, right? How to stay motivated while world leaders, UFO secret space, I'm, I'm already doing that. While world leaders decide how to keep balance of food, clothing, shelter. All right. What do y'all think? Food, clothing, shelter. Uh, we've got to keep active, so we have to have as water. I can't even see good. I need new glasses. Well, I'm just a human with past life history and uh, out-of-body experience, near-death experience. And uh, there's a lot of people like me, and we want to stick together, but it changed my name right back to T.J. Marcy T-Shirts Wellness. That is odd. It wouldn't let me change that. Now, that's funny. So what are we going to call this? We can talk about what? Take about our situation on lockdown. We need action and jobs. We get bored. We all are in this. We are all in this together. Is that going to end? Let's add some decent glasses. Oh, gosh. Let's see. Maybe if I put two of these, I got it to Dollar General. We need better sight. We need to need uh, these pharmaceutical companies to stop ripping us off. I know they invest. But, uh, you know, we should learn how to teach everybody 
how to have the basics, and then from the basics, uh, how to stay out of trouble. And there was a show I was watching about prisons and how better Australia is doing than we are, and they just think we're terrible uh, the way we treat people over here and uh, other countries. So we've got to get infrastructure and get ourselves how to how to be better uh after World War II, people owed us a lot of money, and we helped a lot of countries get back on their feet. And, uh, you know, it, we got to put the air mask on ourselves like when you're in a jet. You know, the mama or daddy will put the mask that falls down onto their child before they'll put their own on. That's human nature. And so we need to remember human nature and also remember the environment. We need clean air to breathe. We need uh Preferably food that's not tortured to death with chemicals to keep the bugs off. Well, if I need to find something that doesn't kill us, carcinogens. But uh, we're looking at how we can clean up the air as well with non-pollutants and our water and in the air. And these are corporations that we've got to stop buying all this plastic stuff and get the. Have you have you guys seen those terrible garbage dumps uh, where the uh, currents and the oceans come together and swirl and make these Garbage dumps on top of that's on top. We don't know what else underneath either. But we also got garbage dumps off the planet up in the space. People, uh, the countries, individuals don't put up space junk, okay? So we need to find out who put all this stuff in space by country and get them to start cleaning it up because uh, we're going to have to take care of this planet in order for it to take Let's look at that as a motivation for jobs, infrastructure in the United States of America, rebuilding our roads, putting up fast trains, uh, enter uh, where we do rail, rail. If we've got railroads already laid by the history, put next to it a fast rail. And uh, the interstates during Eisenhower's administration, you know, uh, we thought we'd always have roads. Well, if we're going to have roads, put uh, the guided cars next to it, uh, supposedly that are going to run not on fuel. I guess they're going to run. I don't know how they're going to run. There's talk of uh, other ways. We've got uh, Elon Musk and working the electric cars. Of course, I don't think they have enough battery space or have to pull in a recharge or something. But we've got some things that deal with how we communicate. But right now in lockdown, we can see that the Internet's become our way of uh, being, person in space that is us, how to keep balance of food, clothing, shelter, keep uh, in action because uh, we need to breathe clean air, uh, drink clean water, Eat clean food. Let's see. Drink clean water. Eat good natural from seeds. Food of the earth. Food of the earth from Mother Nature. Okay. We need to 
stay active to live. I'm going to put that in, stay active to live. And we can uh, travel the oceans to explore. We can travel in space to explore. We can uh, learn of all that humans in the past had on planet Earth as artifacts. Uh, We can work together, folks, and uh, have faith. Believe in God. Believe in humanity and a creator. This is just too good for any human, anything that's just human only to perfect. And, uh, this is a time to be together. So this is a time, this is a time to come together and pray. This is a time to come together. I'm going to put that in here, okay? I don't feel very smart these days. This is a learning planet. Is a learning. I do know that because I wouldn't keep coming back here. Okay. God bless America. American soil in the USA. And then God bless the entire planet, the entire planet human race. World peace, right? (laughs) God bless the, God bless Earth, Earth, like the universe and all living things. Okay, and uh, I don't know much, but I'll share. But I, I do know, I do know, I have the will to live. Okay, I'm gonna put that in here. Can you hear me typing? I do have the will to live. Let's see, to live. So check in once in a fall. And join my ACO club. Let's see. Andar. Let's see. Uh, Our UAP on Patreon.com. My name is Teresa. And I'm alone. I am alone. There. <laughs> Let's see what happens with that. Oh. All right. Since we still got 10 minutes, but I'm going to go ahead and, uh, yeah, that's me. Fine. TJ Mars Agency. Let's see if it let me in. Half the time I can't get into Facebook. Dang it.
T.J. Thurman Morris, T.J. Morris Agency. Well, what does it want? I never know what password it wants. They've been changing up everywhere because update password. Okay, fine. You entered an old password. Never mind. You're just not going to get put on Facebook. Okay, let's see if Twitter let me put on Twitter. Log in and tweet. TJ Morris Agency. No, it won't let me. Man, what are they doing to these computers all the time, you know? So I told you what I've got posted Tumblr. Let's see if Tumblr will let me sign in. What is Tumblr? I know what Tumblr is. Email. Uh, director at UAP Associates. Next. Ah. Never mind. Okay. Well, whatever. It'll take me 10 minutes to get this out to you folks. So just look it up on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, or we syndicate all over the world and I pay extra money for that. Why is Skype on? Am I on Skype right now? Huh. No. All right. Well, folks, if I didn't get to you today, maybe next Sunday we can do some helping you guys out. But, uh, you know, it's, it's try to stay positive because even for me, it's when you're alone, you can get depressed and uh, you, you need people. So uh, we'll do our best to be happy. And usually I'm pretty happy uh, unless I'm having trouble with my Internet. So let's hope we keep the Internet. And uh, I'm an advocate of cyberspace and the Internet and communication, entertainment, radio and helping people out and service to others. So if you want to be my friend, uh, please join my club in Facebook and Patreon.com. It's only a dollar a month for a vote. And then I get to do some polls and find out what teams want to get together. And We'll be using teams in the future. And many of my people work with the Ascension team about Ascension and others with UFOs and others with alien, alienology, what we're creating there, cryptology. Uh, even have some monsters and Fortean people, Charles Fort people. And I've been asked if I want to put in the uh, Edgar Casey group here, because there isn't one down here. So let me know if you're interested in helping me in Gulf Breeze, Florida, in the Panhandle, and we'll get the Edgar Casey group going down here. I think our closest is Fort Walton. Anyway, finally, uh, in March, my daughter moved out, and uh, Dustin moved out March 30th, so that's good for me in ways that before all this happened, it's just hard to feed yourself on what I make, so I need extra money to help other people or get their word out, so get your own word out on GoDaddy if you can. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to keep paying uh, GoDaddy as much money as is required when you can go. Now, I've got my own uh, company, but uh, we switched it over to ACIR Radio, and it's for 20 a month to run the C-Panel so I could train a man. But man got real busy having to make money and paint his house and stuff. And then he has a, if he had any free time, he was just running Revolution Radio, the one we did with Mike Ringley. But Mike's passed now, so there's no need for me to stay with that. And that team, uh, he likes that team of people that he started with years and years ago. And that's fine. And Janet's got her little group with Aquarian Radio and Tommy Hawksblood has his little group, ACO Club, but he says he'll stay with me no matter what. He's pretty good. Tony R. Elliott, Texas. So whoever you are out there, thank you for listening. And if you want to join my Allied Command, if you're a veteran, uh, 
appreciate it. And uh, we'll be working with people that want to work on their UFO stories or their alienology stories or crypto stories. uh, I've got uh, UAP now, Universal Association or Universal Angels or Universal Ascension People or Universal Ascension Process. (laughs) We've got all kind of acronyms out there, so... uh, Personally, I'm in a standalone unit. I have my own computers. I have three laptops, three phones, and uh, we use those ones for profit, ones for nonprofit, and ones for me personally. So I have my own personal line, my office line, and my charity line, basically. So, And I'm asking other people to help me if you can, and let's get a good team going here. And uh, we'll do some videos. So get in Patreon. That's where we're going to do videos if you're in there, and you can be with me in video when I get back together here. But uh, happy Easter, everybody. Uh, Palm Sunday, and then next set Sunday is Easter in the year 2020. It only comes around once, folks, so enjoy it. 9 9 today is 4 5 2020. That's a 9 and 2 is 11, and 2 is 13, and 1 3 is a 4, so that's a 4 number. And uh, we'll keep sharing our uh, Ascension and uh, the Invisible College and the Awakening Team of uh, Awakening Awareness and how the uh, three A's go together. Ascension, Awakening Awareness is where we are now in this uh, time and dispensation. We call this the Ascension Age, the Golden Age of Cosmology. And my books are available as Teresa J. Morris or T.J. Thurman Morris. Teresa J. Morris on Blog Talk Radio and T.J. Morris Publishing on Lulu.com. And uh, I'll try to get back to doing e-books, self-help books, spirituality, and we have spiritual science. So read my Knowing and Knowing Cosmology Ascension Age, if you will. That'll help you a lot if you're young and uh, not sure of what's going on in the world. And I have a lot of friends out there in the radio business and uh, – author business and we're bringing them together and we write books and we do radio shows and now we're going into our own YouTube broadcasting everywhere including Vimeo so stay in touch Uh, I know that uh, people have me going to bit shoot now not just YouTube so I don't know where you're going to see all this let's see TJ Morris ET radio is the key word Teresa J Thurman Morris Teresa J Morris ACO radio ACR radio Cosmos radio and then we had this as a Howard Koch script, Orson Welles, War of the Worlds. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you'll come back next Sunday and see what we have planned, because I have no clue. I'll be part of my team and make some video shows. Give me a call. Oh, Maine MUFON, I got your message. I'll be giving you a call, and we'll set up some MUFON meeting or Maine MUFON UFO with our UAP groups. And uh, Dr. Bruce Cornett and El Paso, Texas, Dr. Ken Johnston in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Tony R. Elliott uh, over on the east Louisiana coast, handling that area for me, the Gulf Coast, Uh, John Teneuka, Brett Luter, and Barbara Jean Lindsay in California. They all three have a spot in my heart for ACO Club. And I talked to Brett Luter for an hour and a half or so yesterday. So Brett's doing all he can to get internet back up, and we'll get him a show going and then he can syndicate under his house of looter 
I believe is the one we're going to use on his own domain. But if you don't have your own brand and domain name, uh, I can help you. I'm a web developer. And uh, if you guys want me to help you, we can give you a discount on prices. Uh, if if I get some people, if I get some people interested in me helping them uh, keep their, uh, you know, where they don't have to toot their own horns, uh, I'll help you guys out there. Uh, keep your business and the web presence going, okay? All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show, and uh, love and light, everybody. We are in the Ascension Age, and uh, we keep the Christ consciousness alive among Christians and those that aren't, that are Universal uh, Life Associates, or Universal from Modesto, California. I'm a Universal Life, Universal Minister out of Modesto, California. So love and light, everybody, and uh, look for our, our future journals and Ahmed has made us the allied command organization uh i believe it's going to be every six months which is biannual so look for it on allied command organization by thomas r becker on kindle please and uh allied command organization if you want to be in it we're all about cleaning up space and the environment space junk and uh keeping up history in science, technology, engineering, and math, and art, culture, education, folk life, and, of course, radio shows, podcast. Okay, it says I got 10 seconds, so I better sign out, okay? Thank you. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.